Alright guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome back to the show to continue the month of Spooktober, Miss Lucille Ball and Mr. Richard Denning in the CBS comedy show, My Favorite Husband. In this first episode tonight, we see Liz Cooper trying frantically one morning to make as little noise as she can so that George can hurry up and rush to work so that they don't have to go over her checking account which is really overdrawn but unfortunately that doesn't happen and they go over Liz's checking account anyways as George is telling her to balance her checkbook she has to return a dress and get the money back on it so George Liz does as George says and goes to the shop that she bought the dress at but unfortunately for her she sells the dress back to the store and gets a refund on it but bring brought it to the wrong store so she has a plan that if she buys more dresses just like the one she had she can sell them to people and she can get make money on it so that way her checking but her checking account will be in perfect shape and in the second episode One day, it is just a few days before Halloween, and Liz and George Cooper have not been invited to a party by their friends and business acquaintance, the Atterbury's. But unbeknownst to George and Liz, they don't know that Mr. Atterbury and Iris are throwing a surprise party for them until later on in the episode but Liz thinks that her friends have forgotten about her as everyone is busy on Halloween night so that they don't come to George and Liz's party they all have an excuse that their parents are sick so later on in the episode, George and Liz are going back to their home and they discover that the house party was a surprise for them. In this in the first episode it's called Liz's Liz Sells Address. And in the second episode it's called The Halloween Surprise Party. I hope you guys enjoy Mr. Sale Ball and Mr. Richard Denning. In the CBS comedy show, My Favorite Husband. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe, guys. And enjoy the show. Thanks. We present My Favorite Husband, a new series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning and based on the delightful stories of Isabel Scott Rorick's gay, sophisticated Mr. and Mrs. Cougat. Two people who live together and like it. Let's look in on the Cougats and see what they're doing. The house looks normal for this time of the morning. The breakfast table is set. The morning paper's on the table. Katie is out in the kitchen and... Hey, wait a minute. There's a sign pinned to the kitchen door. It says, Katie, please don't make any noise. Say, what's going on around here? There goes Liz Cougat tiptoeing into the kitchen. Katie, please, didn't you see the sign? Yes, Mrs. Cougat. Well, then why are you making so much noise? It's not me, Mrs. Cougat. It's the bacon. I told it to be quiet, but it just lies there in the skillet and hisses at me. <laughs> Well, turn the fire off. I don't want Mr. Cougat to wake up until it's so late he has to rush to work. This is the morning he's supposed to look over my checkbook. 
I figured it was when I saw today marked on the calendar with a skull and crossbones. <laughs> sort of like Blue Monday or Gloomy Sunday, isn't it, Mrs. Kukak? It's worse. If George wakes up, today will be sickening Saturday. <laughs> oh, dear, George gets so upset when I'm overdrawn. Oh, how does he act on the months when you're not overdrawn? I don't know. I never had one. <laughs> oh, I used to have the same trouble. But my first husband, Clarence, had a wonderful system. He wrote all the checks he wanted and was never overdrawn. Really? How'd he manage that? He didn't have an account at the bank. <laughs> oh, good old Clarence. I haven't seen him in five years. What's he doing? Ten years. <laughs> oh, oh I, I think I hear Mr. Kugat. He's up. Oh, darn it. Never mind the bacon and eggs, Katie. After George looks at my arithmetic, all he'll want is black coffee and Alka-Seltzer. Yes, ma'am. Here he comes. Wish me luck, Katie. Good morning, dear. Good morning, George, darling. How's my little hubby this morning, hmm? Hmm. What's going on here? You're entirely too sweet. Oh, well, George, you don't expect me to go through the day without a kiss from my, my handsome husband, do you? No, that that would be tough. Yes. Mm. <laughs> you know, George, they say the more we kiss, the better we get. We improve with age. What did you say? Grandma? <laughs> You like the way I kiss, George? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do I kiss? Come on, George, tell me. How do I kiss? Like you were way overdrawn. <laughs> oh, George. Come on, honey. Let's get to the bad news. You know how you could make me happy, Liz? How? Some months say to me, George, my accounts are in perfect shape. I can say it right now. George, my accounts are in perfect shape. They are? No, but I want to make you happy. <laughs> I might not be overdrawn, George. Well, let's uh, look at your checkbook. Mm-hmm. 4, 16, carry the balance. Oh, you've made a mistake in your arithmetic. No! <laughs> yes, dear. Nine and five haven't made 18 in years. Says who? Oh, Liz. If you don't believe me, count it out on your fingers. Oh, wait a minute. I have to take one shoe off. Stop that. George, I have so much trouble adding figures with nine in them. I don't like nines. Control yourself, Cougat. Now, tell me about it, dear. Well, I don't like nines, but I like ten. Mm. So I, I make the nines into fives and multiply by two and then subtract one. <laughs> George, stop shaking your head like that. Liz, you won't believe this, but that's the hard way. Now... We want to add nine and five. Now, first, let's take ten and five. That's fifteen, right? If you say so, dear. I say so. Now, ten and five is fifteen. I'll think of nine and five. Now, what's the difference? That's what I say. What's the difference? Oh, no. <laughs> you don't even know the first thing about mathematics. I do, too. Addition is forward and subtraction is backward. Oh. <laughs> what's multiplication? Sideways? No, Smarty. Multiplication is when you take a lot of little things and scrunch them into a big lump. I must be dreaming. And division is when you take a big thing and mash it into tiny pieces. Oh. Look, let's get back to this nine and five monster and see what you can scrunch it into. Now, now think a minute. Now, what's nine and three? Oh, anyone knows that. Twelve. Yeah. All right, now what's nine and four? Thirteen. So what's nine and five? Give me a pencil and paper. Oh. <laughs> I'll skip it. Never mind. We'll go on to something else. Well, at least you've been writing down what the checks were for. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Club dues, money to Katie, grocer, hairdress. Wait a minute. What's this D-I-C-R 3950? D-I-C-R? Yeah. What, what does that stand for? D-I-C-R. Oh, I know. Dress I couldn't resist. <laughs> and you know, you should be glad I bought that dress, too, because I made $20 by doing it. You... you made $20? Absolutely. I bought the dress on sale at Kramer's for thirty-nine fifty. 
and the identical same dress is selling at Gordon's for $59.50. So I made $20. But you don't have that $20. Oh, I know I don't. I spent it on a hat to go with a dress. <laughs> George? George? I'll just sit there and stare like that. Say something to me. Hello, lady. What do you want? Ah, George! <laughs> This, this is enough to test a man's sanity. Well, how can I figure any answers with the vice president of the bank staring at me? Well, I'll tell you what the answer is. You're going to take that dress back. Oh. Well, I hate to be harsh, but you must learn the value of money. But it's such a cute dress. I'm sorry. It's navy blue with white polka dots. No, Liz. It's got a little white collar and a sash in the back. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> but crying won't get you anywhere. <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt to try. <laughs> then you'll take the dress back. Yes, George. Yeah. If I take it back, will it almost balance my books? Mm, yes. Then they weren't in too bad shape, were they? Mm, no. <laughs> what would you like for breakfast, George? Black coffee and Alka-Seltzer. Oh, oh, pardon me, miss. Could you tell me where the refund department is? Well, there goes somebody's commission. It's uh, on the left, way down in front. Thank you. Oh, there's Corey Cartwright. Oh, Corey! Say, uh, are you talking about that big blonde fellow over there? Yes, Corey Cartwright. He's a good friend of ours. Oh, and incidentally, quite a man with a lady. He has loads of girlfriends. Really? Mm -hmm. I'd like to see some of them sometimes. Why? He spent the last half hour trying to pick up that wax model. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Corey! Shh. Don't bother me, Liz. I'm trying to scrape up an acquaintance with that blonde in the mink coat. Well, I'm afraid even you won't get any place with her, Corey. She's a store dummy. I thought something was funny. When I tried to hold her hand, it came off. Corey, <laughs> <laughs> right. Did anyone ever tell you you were a complete fool? Yes, but you can't believe anything a woman says. <laughs> Say, let's, let's go someplace cozy for lunch, Liz. Just the two of us. I might even ask you to marry me. I'm already married. I should hope so. I don't take chances when I ask that question. <laughs> I thought so. I'll have lunch with you if you wait a minute, Corey. I have to return a dress and get my money back. All right. I'll go over and watch the fashion show. A model in it is crazy about me, so as long as I'm here, I'll give her a break. Don't strain yourself. You ought to see her, Liz. What a figure. Hot number, huh? Hot number? They won't let her model in a bathing suit because the automatic fire sprinklers turn on. <laughs> well, don't get your fingers burned. I'll be right back. All right, Liz. If I'm not here, I'll be hanging around the lingerie department. Naturally. Fund department. Yes. Can't, can't you see the sign on the door? If you're not satisfied with your purchase, your money will be cheerfully refunded. Cheerfully refunded. Yes. Who does this cheerful refunding? I do. My name is Quigley. Okay, laughing boy. You asked for it. My name is Cougat, and I'd like to return... Never mind, I know. Everybody who ever comes in here wants to return something. They hand me dress. They hand me shoes. They hand me bags. They hand me coats. I hope they hand you a handkerchief once in a while. All day long, I make out return slips. I had to go to the doctor last week. I was seeing charger plates in front of my eyes. Well, I'll get out of your way. Just give me my money and watch me disappear quickly, Quigley. Certainly. I'll make out the form. The dress was too large for you, huh? No. Too small? No, just the right size. The color didn't match the drapes in your bedroom when you got it home? No, the color was wonderful. The style was bad. No, the style was excellent. Your cat was allergic to the material. I don't have a cat. Mrs. Cougar, let me get this straight. 
What do you want to know? <laughs> but the dress was the right size. The cut was fine. The style was wonderful. The color was out of this world. It was a dream dress. Yes, I just loved it. Then what are you doing in here? <laughs> want my money back. Your sign says your money is refunded if you aren't satisfied. Well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Cougat. I can't give you the money back on that dress. Why not? Because you are satisfied. Oh, dear. Well, oh, I forgot. It, it, it has an ink spot on it. Show it to me. Give me your pen and turn your back. <laughs> I thought so. There's something very fishy going on here, Miss Cougat. Now, be honest with me. Just why do you want your money back? Well, promise you won't tell anyone. I promise. This morning, I had my accounts gone over, and there was a shortage in my books. Uh-huh, sticky fingers. I beg your pardon? Oh, this is serious, Mrs. Cougar. Tell me, this person who checked your books, could he have made a mistake? Oh, no, no. He's vice president of the bank, but this time he's really mad. This time? You mean this has happened before? Oh, yes, yes, but usually if I kiss him, he forgets all about it. Uh-huh, finagling in the highest places. <laughs> Mrs. Cougar, I'll refund your money on one condition. What is it? Give up this life of crime. What? Turn to the straight and narrow. Crime does not pay. But I... You're too young for this kind of thing. Oh, no. How'd I get into this? Promise me and I'll refund your money. I promise. I promise. After all, there's no future in it. Pretty soon every bank in the country will have a Dick Tracy television burglar alarm. <laughs> You've made a wise choice. Thank you. Here's your money, Mrs. Cougar. Thanks. You. Glory, <laughs> I hope I haven't kept you waiting too long. No, I've been in the lingerie department. I've seen everything in this store right down to the foundation. <laughs> I get it. I got my refund, too. Oh, good. Let's see. 20, 30, 40, 50. Oh, wait a minute. 59.50. They gave me too much money. That doesn't sound like Gordon's to me. Gordon's? Isn't this Kramer's? It was Gordon's when we came in. I presume it still is. Oh, I brought my dress to the wrong store. I paid $39.50 for it at Kramer's, and now Gordon's has given me $59.50. <gasps> well, there's only one thing for me to do. Sure, run like the Dickens. No. No, I'll have to take the money back. It isn't fair to Gordon. Or is it? Uh-oh. Here it comes. This ought to be good. Well, now, look. I bought the dress at Kramer's, and I paid for it, so they aren't out anything, right? Right. And I brought it back to Gordon's, and they'll sell the dress for the same amount they paid me, so they won't be out anything, right? Right. And I've got $20 extra. Liz, you're a genius. Oh, hey, where are you going? Back to Kramer's for more dresses. <laughs> My dress, please. That navy blue one with the white polka dots. All right. What size? Oh, any size will do. Doesn't matter. Any size? Well, who's it for? A friend. What's the matter? Don't friends come in sizes anymore? <laughs> Just give me one of those, please. Well, could she wear a size 20, large? Yes, that'll be fine. How about a small size 10? Well, that'll do just as well. Boy, I'd like to meet that friend of yours. <laughs> Say, didn't I tell you one of these dresses yesterday? Yes, uh, and I'd like another one. You better make it two. Two? What are you doing, operating a black market in blue dresses? How come you should want two more dresses when you got one just like it? Well, do you really want to know how come I two? <laughs> I'm one of the Andrews sisters. No kidding. Which one are you, Patty, Maxine, or Laverne? Neither. I'm their brother, Dana. <laughs> I believe it. Now, wait a minute. Here's your dresses, but understand they're on sale. You can't return them. Don't worry. I won't return them. Just charge these and... Say, how many more dresses like this do you have? Those are the last, dearie. Oh, that's too bad. I could have handled 20 or 30 more this afternoon. Well, goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, Sadie, did you see that dame that just left? She's nuts. Hi, Corey. George, what are you doing at Gordon? Oh, I got to thinking about a dress I made Liz return this morning. 
I guess I was a little rough on her, so I decided to buy her one just like it for a surprise. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I tried to buy the dress Liz wants over at Kramer's, but the sales girl told me she sold the last three to the Andrews sisters. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bump into Liz at Kramer's, George. She went over there with something on her mind. Someone refunded her... Too much money or something. Oh, Liz and her mathematics. Honestly, Corey, she has no idea of finances at all. Oh, well, women. Oh, why can't they be like men? We always know just how much money we have and where it is at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey. Yes, George? Say, uh, uh, would you lend me 50 bucks? I don't have any money with me. <laughs> sure. No, just how much you have and where it is at all times, huh? Yes, I have $74 and I left my wallet home on the bureau. Oh, miss, I'd like to return these two dresses and get a refund. Didn't you ask me that once before today? Yes. Well, the answer hasn't changed. You go to the same office and see Mr. Quigley. Uh, well, that's just it. I'd rather not see Mr. Quigley. And I think he'd just as soon not see me. Uh, if he saw me with these dresses, he'd scream. Well, uh, the door to the left of Mr. Quigley's is Mr. Brown's, his assistant. Thank you. I'll go in there. <laughs> How do you do, Mr. Brown? I'd like to... Oh, dear. Mr. Brown's out right now. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, it's you. What do you want? Mr. Quigley, I'd like to get a refund on these. Ah! <laughs> Two, two more, Mrs. Cougar? Yes. The same kind? Yes. Oh, I can't stand it any longer. I can't stand it any longer. I should never have taken this job. I was so happy in ladies' underwear. I'd like my money, please. I was so happy. I was so peaceful. All you could hear was the rustle of a silk chemise, broken now and then by the soft snap of a garter. <laughs> I'd like my money, please. Oh, the cute little screams when my tape measure was too cold. <laughs> if I'm not too monotonous, I'd like my money, please. Mrs. Cougar, I'm not one to quibble over uh, you. Pardon me, Mr. Quigley, uh, but I've been checking inventory on dress number 808. Uh, that's the very one we have under discussion here. Yeah, well, how many did you buy? Uh, Thirty-five. I thought so. Then how come now we got thirty-six? Well, goodbye, Mr. Quigley. Sit down, Mrs. Cougar. <laughs> I don't know where you got these dresses, but I'm not going to accept them. And what's more, I'm going to give you back the dress you brought me this morning. And Mrs. Cougat. Yes? I'd like my money, please. <laughs> Young lady, could I see those three dresses you have over your arm? Oh, were you talking to me? Yes. I, I tried to buy one of those over in the department, but they didn't have my size. Oh, I do love blue and white polka dot dresses, don't you? Love them. I collect them. <laughs> uh, what size is he? Oh, well, you probably think I'm the clerk. These dresses aren't for... Si what size do you wear? Well, I'm sort of tiny. I wear a ten. Well, fortunately, I have a ten. And you'd better hurry. This offer is not likely to be repeated. Oh, well, I'll take it. I need it to go to a dance tonight. <laughs> You're going to a dance? Oh, I'd fool you. You should see me dance with my partner. We get around like a couple of 65-year-olds. <laughs> What kind of dances do you dance? The Townsend Stomp or the Methuselah Wiggle? Now, we all went to Arthur Murray's and learned the Lindy Crawl. <laughs> you mean the Lindy Hop. Not the way we do it. <laughs> now, how much is the dress? Uh, 59.50. Well, I'll take it. Here's the money. I'll just run along. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> all right. See you around the bandstand. Valterini. Give me later, sister. 
say, maybe I can get rid of these other dresses that way. Oh, I think I like these dresses with the blue and white polka dots. How much are they? Fifty-nine, fifty. Hey, lady. Were you addressing me? Yeah, stepping a little closer, you're blocking traffic. <laughs> now, don't buy that dress. I'm in a position to sell you the very same thing at a sensational reduction in price. Please, this is my customer. Get away, kid. You bother me. <laughs> Is there something wrong with this dress? Who are you? You heard of me. Honest Liz Cougat, the biggest used dress dealer in town. <laughs> Is this a used dress? Oh, absolutely not. It was just worn by an elderly couple in Pasadena. <laughs> well, I don't... Uh, look, give me $39.50 and I'm losing money on the deal. Well, I can't pass up a bargain like that. Here's the money. And here's your dress. Sure you couldn't use two of them? No, thanks. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Come back tomorrow and I'll give myself a hot foot and have a fire sale. <laughs> <laughs> about people like you. Where did you come from? Young lady, I am the floor walker. You stole this girl's customer. I did not. Go ahead, search me. Young lady, I don't like your shenanigans. What's the matter, Willem? I have a good mind to take you into Mr. Quigley. Oh, no, not that, please. Well, all right, I'll give you one more chance. Go and wait on that customer over there. Oh, I can't wait on him. That's George. And what's that? I said, I, I can't wait to sell him something by George. Well, go ahead. I'll be watching you. Here I go. Maybe this will hide my face. Please, put back that hat. Oh. I was just showing it to a lady. I need it more than you do. Well, what are you putting it on for? The veil hides your face. I'm in mourning. <laughs> Gee, I hope George doesn't recognize my voice. <clears throat> uh, say, can I help you, mister? Sir? Uh, you want I should show you some merchandise, maybe? Uh. <laughs> yes. Uh, say, uh, isn't it unusual for a salesgirl to wear a black hat with a veil? Oh, that. Yeah, it is kind of unusual. You see, I'm in mourning. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. It was a catastrophe. To say nothing of being a tragedy. <laughs> well, uh, if you feel up to it, I'd like to see a dress like... Uh, well, uh, like the one you have over your arm. Well, ain't that a coincidence for you, though? <laughs> I wonder if it'll fit my wife. Yeah, it's just her size. What? Huh? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I can just imagine what a fellow like you would be married to. I can just see her, you know, probably tall and maybe red hair and a beautiful figure and a gorgeous, <laughs> scintillating face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother, have you got a bad imagination? <laughs> You don't have to get so upset about it. What's it to you? Well, I, I'm just very sensitive about my imagination, that's all. <laughs> Come on. I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> Will you pardon me? Mr. Inner Tube has sprung a leak. What are you doing with that ridiculous hat on? Take it off this instant. Give me back that hat. No. Now you get back there. Well, any port in a storm. I hope this <laughs> I want to ask you a question, Miss... Oh, no! What's the matter? Haven't you ever seen anyone wearing a lampshade before? <laughs> this is the craziest store I've ever been in. Now, look, do you want the dress or not? Well, I guess so. Uh, here's the money. Give it to me. Uh... I wish I was sure I, I knew whether it fit her. Well, I'll tell you what. This dress will fit me perfectly. Does she happen to have a figure like mine, maybe? No, she's much dumpier than oh. you are. Oh, she is. I mean, oh, she is? She wishes she had a figure like yours. And uh, confidentially, so do I. Well, of all the... Oh! Grab that girl! Grab her, I say! She went that way! Did you like dinner, dear? Yes, fine. George, thanks for the dress. Hmm? What dress? 
The one you're going to surprise me with in a minute. Oh, you, you found the box in the closet? Yes. And I think you were very sweet to buy it for me. <laughs> oh, you should have seen the sales girl who waited on me. <laughs> she was a real creep. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, honey. Tomorrow I'll buy you something to wear on your head to go with the dress. Oh, George, a hat. No. A polka dot lampshade. What? You're a pretty rotten actress, Liz. Well, how do you like that? He knew about it all the time. <laughs> Are you asleep yet? A minute ago, I would have said yes. I've been lying here trying to make up poems about the moon. Mm, congratulations. Here's how far I got. The moon is big. The moon is yellow. You finish it, George. And he lives alone, the lucky fellow. <laughs> well, that's not very romantic. The moon is bright. The moon is deep. Please shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> George. Look at the man in the moon, George. Do you suppose he ever gets lonesome? Mm, I've never given it much thought. The only fun he has all year is when he meets the sun and they have an eclipse. <laughs> oh, Liz, I'm too tired to talk now. You haven't even kissed me goodnight. Speak to me in the language of love, George. No. <laughs> Was that the language of love, George? Yes. Then just don't say anything. Let's just talk. favorite husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Hello, everybody. Yes, it's the new gay family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. J-E-L-L. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O top. Milk of puddings. Yes, sir. And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers, it's late afternoon, and George Cooper is on his way home from the bank. He just got his car out of Miller's garage where he left it to be overhauled, and he's on his way to Sally's beauty parlor where he left his wife, Liz, to be overhauled. He, uh, he pulls to a stop by an attractive girl standing on the corner. Going my way, baby? Oh, hi, George. Oh, oh I, I didn't know it was you, Liz. 
Oh, George, you pull that same corny gag every time you pick me up for the last ten years. <laughs> well, it always gets a rise out of you. Well, not today. Hey, come on, get in. Well, I'm trying. What are you doing, Liz? You can't open the door with your elbows. Use your hands. I can't. My nail polish isn't dry. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. Well, you're certainly being a big help. Well, I'm thinking. Uh, try using your teeth. Oh, skip it. You just drive on home, and I'll run along behind you. A breeze will dry my polish. <laughs> I'm just kidding you, honey. Here, I'll open the door. Well, thank you. You know, George, before we were married, you would have leaped out of the car, sprinted around to the other side, and swung open the door for me. Well, that was ten years ago. If I did that today, I'd have a heart attack. If you did that today, I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> well, you're in a good mood. Oh, I'm sorry, George, but while I was in the beauty parlor, Sally told me some very disturbing news. <gasps> There's a strike in the henna factory. <laughs> No, it was really serious. Now, who do you think is giving a party and hasn't invited us? Elsa Maxwell? Oh, if you're going to be smart, Alecky, I won't tell you. <laughs> okay. I mean it. I won't tell you. No, okay by me. Begging will get you nowhere. <laughs> well, all right, I'll tell you. The Atterberries are having a costume party Halloween night, and they didn't invite us. What? It's true, so help me. Oh, I don't believe it. Who, who told you a thing like that? Sally, my beauty operator. Oh, well, I might have known. How does Sally find out everything? I don't know. I think she has a wire recorder hidden in the hairdryer. <laughs> but she's always right. Oh, ridiculous. What reason would the Atterberries have for not inviting us to their party? Well, I thought you might know. Is everything all right at the bank? Well, certainly. Oh, this doesn't make sense. We, uh, we probably just haven't received our invitation yet. It'll be there in the morning mail. Well, if it isn't, I know what I'm going to do. What? I'm going to RSVP without being A-S-K-E-D. <laughs> Liz, come and eat breakfast and stop looking for the mailman. You're pushing your nose all out of shape against the window. No, I'm not, George. Um, no, I'm not, George. Why doesn't that mailman come? Well, maybe because it's only 8 o'clock in the morning. But Mr. Negley's usually here by this... Oh, I know the answer. It's Katie's day off. He starts at the other end of the route when she's not here to give him his breakfast coffee. <laughs> Smart operator. Say, how's Katie doing with him? Making any headway? Oh, yes. She's gotten him to the lap-sitting stage. No. Yeah. He finally agreed to sit on her lap. <laughs> he sits on her lap? Well, he's so small, George. She'd squash him. <laughs> oh, darn it. Where is he? This is our last chance. If that invitation doesn't come this morning, we'll know the Atterbury's deliberately snubbed us. Look, Liz, if the Atterbury's want to give a party and not ask us, it's their business. They, they probably have a very good reason. There couldn't be any good reason for not asking us. We're their closest friends. They couldn't do a thing like that to us. Well, we've given parties without asking them. That was different. I had a very good reason. All right, I can't argue with that kind of feminine logic. Anyway, you, you only have a beauty operator's rumor that they're giving a party at all. Oh, no. No, I checked on it. I had Katie call the Atterbury's maid last night, and they are having a party. Well, I don't understand it. Oh, there's Mr. Negley. Yeah, but your breakfast is getting cold. Well, I'm not hungry. Mr. Negley, am I glad to see you. Really? <laughs> well, I, I always look forward to seeing you, too. Oh. Well, thank you. May I have our mail, please? Is Katie home? No. May I have our mail, please? You know, Mrs. Cooper, I like Katie. Mm. <laughs> Someday, if things go well, maybe she'll let me put my stamp on her envelope. Uh, Mr. Negley, will you give me our mail, I'd please? I'd love to change her zone number to mine. <laughs> but she's really too good for me. She's first-class matter. Yes, could I have... She's better than that. She's airmail special delivery. <laughs> well, I'm sure she is. Registered. Look, <laughs> Mr. Negley, someday I hope... Hope you and Katie settle down and raise a lot of little postcards. But right
right now. Will you please give me our mail? Oh, yes. I have a letter for you here somewhere. Oh, here it is. I'll take it. Oh. Well, you see, Grabby? <laughs> You've only got half of it. It, it serves you right. Well, this might, this might be it. Let's see. You are cordially invited. Quick, what does the other half say? To bring your car home for service. Uh, <laughs> great. Isn't there another letter for us? No, that's all. Maybe you made a mistake. Please. There isn't a man in postal service who sorts his mail more carefully than Harrison Q. Negley. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, well, let me take a look. Maybe it's stuck down there someplace. Take your hands off my mailbag! Mr. Negley, this is more important than you think! You're tampering with the U.S. mail! Oh! Now look what you've done. I'm all unsorted. <laughs> and heaven knows what you've done to my fragile. <laughs> oh, why didn't I stay in Puzzle Pose? I'm awfully sorry, Mr. Negley. I thought, sure, I'd get a letter from Mrs. Atterbury. Here, I'll help you sort. Something. No, no, just leave me alone. And if you're talking about Mrs. Atterbury's party, I delivered those invitations last week, and you didn't get one, and I'm glad. Do you hear me? Glad? Well, Rudolph, curiosity is about to kill a cat. Guess who just called on the phone? Who, Lotus Bud? <laughs> Liz Cooper. She and George are down at the corner drugstore and they want to drop by. Oh, Iris, I wanted to watch television. Well, you can't. They're coming over. You mean I have to miss Hopalong Cassidy? <laughs> this may be the night he gets killed. <laughs> I guarantee he won't. Now, they'll be here any minute. Help me pick up the papers on the floor. And remember, not a word about the Halloween party. Well, don't worry about me. I'm not the blabbermouth in this family. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see their faces when they find out we're giving a surprise Halloween party for them. Yeah, and at their house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does everyone know what to do? Sure. We're meeting at Cooper's side door at 8.30 and sneaking in through the kitchen. And then when they... There they are. Now remember, don't even mention Halloween. Liz girl, George. Hi, Iris. George boy, Liz girl. Hi, folks. <laughs> well, come in, come in. Well, I hope you don't mind that we came over without an invitation. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> What's new, Liz? Oh, nothing. What's new with you? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> How about you, Rudolph? Rudolph? Yes, hop along. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, no, nothing new with me. Uh, nothing new with me either. Nobody asked you. <laughs> uh, speaking of the holiday weekend, what are you folks going to do? What holiday weekend? Monday is Halloween. Rudolph! Hmm? Monday is Halloween! No! <laughs> yes. Halloween, when people give parties and everybody comes in costume and you invite your best friends. Huh, sounds like fun. <laughs> it's too bad someone isn't giving a party. <gasps> Oh, Liz. Yes? There's something I've been meaning to ask you. Yes? Are you doing anything? No, not a thing. We'd love to come. What time? <laughs> Eight o'clock. Fine, fine, yeah. fine. Yes. Eight o'clock Wednesday morning, we start collecting newspapers for the Salvation Army. <laughs> oh. Uh, come on, Liz. We'd better go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, George. Uh, it's for such a worthy cause, Iris. Let's not wait till Wednesday morning. Let's start sooner, say, uh, Monday night. Well, uh, I'd like to, dear, but, but, but... Would you like an ashtray for that butt, darling? <laughs> Uh, 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 my mother, my mother isn't feeling well, and we're having dinner with her, yes. Yes. 
Yes, we always spend Halloween with the old witch. <laughs> Rudolph! Well, only trying to help. Well, don't bother. We don't have to have a brick atterbury fall on us to get the idea. Come on, George. Good night. Well, George, now are you satisfied? Uh, you were right, Liz. I can't get over it. I, I don't know what to do. Well, I do. While they're having their party, we'll soap their windows and kick over their garbage can. And stick a pin in their doorbell. No, I have a better idea, George. We'll give our own Halloween party and invite everyone but the Atterberries. There's not room in this town for both of us, George. The Atterberries must go. <laughs> Now, back to the Coopers. There's a certain party in Sheridan Falls who is upset because she hasn't been invited to a certain party. If Liz only knew that the certain party is a surprise party for her, she'd be the most surprised party of all. Well, Liz is determined to get even, so right now, she's busy inviting all her friends to an opposition party that she's giving. Hello, Mary. Liz Cooper. Uh, we're giving a Halloween party tomorrow night, and we wondered if you... What? Oh, your mother's sick? Well, some other time. Goodbye. How are you doing, Liz? If the next three couples can come, we'll have six people at the party. <laughs> that doesn't sound like much of a party. Well, we can keep moving and make it look like a crowd. Hello, Betty Ray? Liz Cooper. Uh, we're giving a party tomorrow night and... Oh, you can't? Oh, she is. Well, goodbye and tell your mother I hope she feels better. Bye. Another refusal. I don't get it. That makes the 14th one. There must be an epidemic of sick mothers. Well, I'll keep trying. Somebody's mother has to be healthy. I never heard of... So Hello, Margaret. Liz Cooper. I wondered if you and Hans could... Oh, you couldn't? I didn't even ask you yet. Oh, you heard. Oh, your father's sick. Too bad. Well, bye, Margaret. Well, at least she's different. Her father's sick. Yeah. I'll bet he caught it from someone's mother. <laughs> Don't you care, honey. You and I will have our own little party right here. George, something awful is wrong. Our best friends all turned us down. All of them. Well, forget it, baby. We'll take a course at Arthur Murray's and be successes again. <laughs> oh, it isn't funny. We're social misfits. We're being shunned by society. Oh, now let's not get carried away. Well, it's true. First the Atterberries and then all our other friends making excuses and acting funny. What do you mean? Even the birds have left our birdhouse. <laughs> they always go south this time of year. But this year they went early. <laughs> George, there's something horrible the matter with one of us. One of us? Yes, and I know it isn't you, because you're just as wonderful as you've ever been. It's me, and I'm holding you back. Oh, now, Liz, now, don't talk like that. George, you're my best friend. Is, is there something even you haven't been able to tell me? Have I been careless about the little things? <laughs> Well, now that you mention it, there is something I noticed. What? You've only been taking 30 seconds for your 60-second workout. Oh, George. How can you make jokes when we're social outcasts? Uh... Oh, well, now, honey, it isn't worth crying over. I'm not crying. I don't care about those people. I hate them. Well, I'm going to call up Atterbury right now and ask him what this is all about. No, he won't tell you. He'll be embarrassed. I know, George. I've got it. Let's go to the Atterbury's party. Liz, have you cracked your crock? <laughs> Don't you see? It's a costume party, so nobody will know us, and, and we'll mingle with the guests and say, Isn't it shocking about the Coopers? And, and when they answer us, we'll find out the awful truth. <laughs> You've got something there, Liz. But uh, what kind of costume shall we wear? 
Well, the way people are acting, we ought to go dressed as a couple of skunks. Faster, George. We'll be late for the party. Well, I still don't think we ought to go. These costumes we're wearing are so silly. Two policemen's uniforms and water pistols. Ah, you're just mad because you're a sergeant and I'm a lieutenant. Kiss me, sergeant. That's an order. Ah, <laughs> uh, couldn't you have gotten some other costumes? I told you the only other thing he had left was... The other thing he had left was... Well, what's... what's the matter with that? At least it would have been unusual. I'll say it would. They were both hind ends. <laughs> George, can't you drive faster? Bad enough to be uninvited. Let's not be late, too. I'm doing 35. Oops, there goes another one. Another what? Well, every time a car goes to pass us, the driver sees our cop costumes and slows down. <laughs> We've got 15 cars lined up in back of us. <laughs> How do you like that? Hey, let's turn in the police calls. Let's play cops and robbers. Which station is it, George? Uh, way down at the end there. Oh, yeah. Calling car 29. Car 29. Investigate auto wreck at corner Elm and 8. If car not too badly damaged, make offer. The chief is looking for a car. Oh, great. Watch for robberies in Northside Residential District. Thieves in costumes crashing Halloween parties. Victims report some dressed as policemen. Uh-oh. And you had to pick up policemen's uniforms for us. Yeah. Oh. I don't like the feel of this. Let's go home. Oh, don't be silly, George. No one will bother us. Well, all right. Oh, oh no. Pull over the crime. <laughs> now what do we do? He'll think we're those crooks. Well, don't stop. Keep on going. Nothing doing. I'll just uh, have to explain and hope he believes me. No, if he doesn't, we'll miss the party. Pretend you're a real cop. Liz. Go ahead. Well, I won't say anything. And why are we two holding up traffic? Oh, excuse me, Lieutenant. I didn't see you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all right. I was speaking to the Lieutenant. I apologize, Lieutenant. Uh, that's all right, uh, officer. Drive on, Sergeant. Oh, Lieutenant, uh, any further news of those masquerading crooks? Uh, yes. There's no truth to that report. Forget about them. Drive on, Sergeant. Attention all cars. Keep special lookout for criminals in masquerade costumes. Drive on, Sergeant. But just a minute. I don't remember seeing you two on the force before. Well, uh, uh you see, we're really plain clothesmen, but our plain clothes are being cleaned. <laughs> I thought so. Let me see your credentials. Certainly. Well, what do you know? Must have left them in my plain clothes. <laughs> That's all. Oh, no, it isn't. Let me see your credentials. What? Maybe you're the fake one. I can prove I'm a real cop. How? I got a witness. Sergeant? Yes, Lieutenant. Sergeant, am I a real cop? Yes, Lieutenant. There you are. Drive on, Sergeant. Just a minute. Let me see your badge. Let me see your badge. There. Sheridan Falls Police Force 158. Huh. Here, take a look at mine. That's enough. <laughs> well, let me see them. Post Toasties Junior G. <laughs> well, you see, we're not local cops. What's that Post Toasties business? That's for my serial number. <laughs> All right, you're coming with me. Oh, you really fixed this up, Liz. He'll never take us alive, George. I still got my gun one squirt for each of us. <laughs> Come on, out of the car. Oh, look, officer, we're not crooks. My name is George Cooper. I live at 321 Bundy Drive, and I'm vice president of the Sheridan Falls National Bank. Now, if you'll just follow us home, I'll show you plenty of identification. Well, okay, but no funny business. I'll just get in the back seat and go with you. No, thank you. Drive on, Sergeant. Oh, cut it out, Liz. Okay. Well, this is our house, officer. Well, it better. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Look there at the side door. Some figures slipping into our house. And they're in costume. Yeah. We found the gang. Wait a minute. Have you led me into a trap? No, no. <laughs> Believe us. We don't know anything about it. Those people are crooks. And they're robbing our house. Oh, what do we do? We better call the police. Yeah, we better call... <laughs> what do you think I am, Western Union? <laughs> know if you're real or not. Let's not start that again. They'll hear us. Oh, come on. We'll catch them red-handed. Okay. Quiet, everybody. We'll sneak up to the door. Okay. Now, let's rush them. All right, everybody, hands up. Iris! Mr. Atterbury! Let's go! Good boy! I knew it. You're all in this together. You mean this is a surprise party for us? Yes. You didn't suspect a thing, did you? Well, not a thing. And what wonderful costumes you have. Okay. Hands up, everybody. Oh, for goodness sakes. Introduce us to your friend, Liz. I can't get over it. A surprise party and all the time we thought nobody liked us. Now listen to me. Hands up, everybody. <laughs> Look, look, fella, you made your entrance. The gag's over. Oh, here we have all these wonderful friends, and we thought nobody liked us. Oh, the hands up, please! <laughs> look, look, Buster, you're overdoing your act. And take that false face off. It's horrible. Won't anybody put their hands up? I'm going to tell my sergeant about this. Oh, George. Yes, Lucille. Bob, if I'm not being too personal, how many people do you think eat jello puddings? You know, I've been wondering the same thing. You have. How did you happen to ask me that just at this moment? Well, I don't know. It was just the next line in my script. Uh, <laughs> why don't we ask a fortune teller, Bob? My rates are very reasonable. You, a fortune teller? Yeah, don't tell a soul. See, my real name isn't Lucille. It's Crystal. Crystal Bow. <laughs> Step right into my tent and I will tell the future for you. <laughs> Good afternoon. Are you Madame Ball? Cross my palm with silver. But your hand is bandaged. What, what happened? My last customer crossed my palm with silver. Well, who was he? Uh, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> What is it you wish to know? I know all. Nothing is unknown to me. Now, wait a minute. Where did I put that crystal ball? Oh, here it is. Tell me, madam, as you gaze into the future, do you see any jello chocolate pudding absolutely luscious with deep-down chocolatey goodness? Well, let me take a look. I see. There's the results for tomorrow's races. We don't want those. Uh, the inauguration of our next president. No, no, no. Uh, who's going to play in the Rose Bowl game? No, 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 nope. Nothing here about jello chocolate pudding. Well, how about jello butterscotch pudding with that buttery brown sugar flavor? Or jello vanilla pudding, rich and smooth as cream? Oh, now let me see. Aha! Uh -huh. Are they swell desserts for the kids? Yes. Or do you simply add milk and they cook to velvety perfection in just about five minutes? That's it. Nope, don't see a thing about them. <laughs> You forgot to cross my palm with silver. All right, here. Well, look at all the jello puddings. Everyone's crazy about them. Old people are saying jello puddings are fine. Young people are saying jello puddings are great. Gay people are saying jello puddings are swell. <laughs> Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by J-E-L-L. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O duck. Bealka pudding just so Well, guys, that does it for Mr. Seal Ball and Mr. Richard Denning in the CBS comedy show, My Favorite Husband. If you like the show, please comment and subscribe. 
I am now available on Spotify, Google, Apple, CastBox, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. You can now listen to me available on the Google Assistant and Alexa Amazon devices. Just ask Google to play the mystery and comedy old-time radio podcast and ask Alexa the same thing and it should pull my podcast right up. Join me tomorrow night, guys, as I bring to the show three monster actors as we welcome Vincent Price, Bella Lacrusk, and Mr. Boris Karloff in the Monster Mash mix-up. I hope you guys have enjoyed my podcast so far. Once again, guys, please comment and subscribe. And have a great night, guys. Thanks.